How's it going, everybody? This is the Nitty Gritty. My name is Chad. With me is Leonard. This is a show about wrestling. And if you've ever joined us before, we occasionally do a show called Fever Dreams, which began as Fever Dream Matches. And a little background on that. Basically, it's randomized dream matches that we debate. And that started with a post on Facebook where there were four faces of random wrestlers. Leonard and I talked about it via text and debated on who would win. And from there grew the idea for one of the themes of this show, which is fever dream matches. So that is what we're going to do. We have a random name generator site and we have inputted various lists into that site, which are male talent, female talent, gimmick matches, random belts, um, stables, tag teams, managers, etc. So based on the lineup of the card we dictate, we will discuss the opponents and decide who we think would win. And if this is your first time joining us, we have created a, uh, a ch champions of sorts in our little company that we've created. Uh, uh, not Ronda Rousey, excuse me. Shayna Baszler is the uh, female champion. The DX version of Shawn Michaels is our male champion and on this show we will crown our tag team champion we will just call that the uh time infinite tag team belt that's okay. uh, has a good ring to it so this particular show i've decided to call autumn assault leonard what do you think of that name oh i like that that's a decent name i may have yeah. to steal that for my uh uh, long-term fantasy booking league that i'm doing absolutely so we are going to have uh, a bunch of matches but we're going to start with the with sort of a semi-finals of a tag team tournament uh we're going to have two different matches one-on-one -on -one, two different tag teams leonard has generated the names of those tag teams before i say that i would i would like to mention from the list that you gave me it lists a dark match yes oh yes i forgot you're right you're right there is a dark match so on the last yeah. episode we did which was wild wedding fever dreams um, in honor of me getting married that's right we had a uh, wedding that we created which uh was ron simmons marrying charlotte flair the wcw mm -hmm. version of ron simmons marrying charlotte yes. Flair. and the person that interrupted the wedding was the giant and therefore leonard decided that we should settle this feud in some sort of match. So we have a dark match, which is WCW Ron Simmons versus the Giant and Charlotte Flair in a Charlotte Flair on a pole match mm -hmm. with managers. So the managers that will be joining these two guys uh, for WCW's Ron Simmons, his manager is Teddy Long. No, that's rigged. With, no, I swear that is what came up. Okay. And for the giant, he has Mr. Fuji. So, Leonard, who do you think would win a Charlotte Flair on a pole match between the giant and Ron Simmons? Point of clarification, is Charlotte Flair on a forklift like Judy Bagwell, or is she actually, like, hanging off of a pole? Um, I like to think that they rig something up that she could be on an actual pole. So she's on an actual just, like, setting on top of a, of a pole tied absolutely, to the ring. Absolutely. I, I I shouldn't say this, but I get to like her doing like a stripper number with like her legs wrapped around the pole and 
going upside down on it. Uh, like she's doing like a dance routine while the match is going on. I don't think anybody would be watching the match. Not who um, you, not what you want to see in the match, Leonard. Who do you I know, I know who I think would win in the match. You know what? I actually think that the, that the managers are going to make a difference here because Teddy Long is very used to managing and working with Ron Simmons. Mr. Fuji, I think, could be pretty good with the Giant because the Giant is like maybe a more mobile Yokozuna. And he always gets the ceremonial salts, which could which could be a uh, you know uh, a big thing here. And you know, so basically, if Ron Simmons wins and he and Charlotte are going to go off and be happily ever after, the <laughs> Giant wins, then I don't know. He's going to like carry Charlotte in the back over his shoulder. I'm going to say the Giant wins via Mr. Fuji salt in the face of Ron Simmons. Yeah, I think that this would this would be a competitive match. Um, yes, and I think that based on the history of Teddy Long and Ron Simmons, I, I envision Teddy Long, you know, turning on Ron Simmons, similar to how he actually did in the storyline in mm -hmm. WCW. Um, so yeah, I mean, with Mister Fuji out there as well, and the fact that it is the Giant, I envision the managers being the difference maker in this so yeah i would i would pick the the giant as well i just think he's that much more powerful than ron simmons and uh yeah i think charlotte though goes with him uh you know against her will that's what i see yes <laughs> you had to think about so, it for a second. <laughs> so I had to, yes yes it took me a minute to realize that you basically said the same that you agreed with my outcome so, yeah yeah yeah, no, yeah, I think that's the way it goes. So I don't know, maybe down the road we could revisit the storyline to see what became of this. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know what the next match would be, but we'll we'll figure that out. Um, Possible. So without further ado, we are going to start our our main card. We've mm -hmm. gone from uh, you know the free for all, Leonard, to the main card. Uh, unauthorized yeah. buyers beware. And uh, it should be noted that this is our tenth Fever Dreams. Episode. Oh, so that's why this card is a little bit longer than they usually are. Sure. We have a lot of uh, good matches here. So Leonard, take it away. What is the first semifinal round in our tag team tournament? Who do you got? All right. Now, I took a quick look to see if this had ever uh, happened, and I don't believe it, it, it did from my quick Google search, but it could have. I think they were around the same time. So we have Billy and Chuck versus Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch. Oh, wow. Okay. That's an interesting, that's an interesting pairing. Um, mm -hmm. Hmm. You know, I mean, size wise, this might be easy to determine uh, because Billy and Chuck are certainly bigger and more imposing from a, just a sight perspective uh, than our Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade. But I, in my, I never really liked Billy and Chuck as a tag team. I just, I didn't get into it. Like I understood the storyline, what they what were they doing, and you know the the whole wedding thing with Eric Bischoff was funny, and a good clip to go back and revisit. But I just it, Billy and Chuck as a tag team, I just didn't like because I thought that Billy Gunn was best with um, Road Dog, the New Age Outlaws. So I liked though Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade. I thought that they were a really good tag team. I thought that they were underrated, and I envisioned them getting the win here. Okay, you know. I agree with you. I think these would be a really evenly matched, uh, two evenly, pretty evenly matched teams. 
Um, they're both, I think, had good chemistry when they were together. Yeah, the storyline with Billy and Chuck was a little bit meh, even for the time period, kind of tone deaf. Um, I always liked Caden Murdoch. I thought they were underrated, and I thought they felt kind of kind of old school in in a time uh, before that was really where you saw a lot of like retro ideas, something like you know the revival. But right. the fact that they were both kind of working like a cowboy gimmick, and you had like the tough, good-looking one, and more of the barroom brawler type. And the thing that really sticks me on Billy and Chuck is the fact that Billy Gunn is a tag team specialist, and. And I think Chuck Palumbo was underrated. I just think he got stuck with a lot of bad uh, gimmicks and, and maybe some storylines. But I'm going to agree with you. I prefer Caden Murdoch. I think they were the better team overall. Um, and, and I just like what they bring to the table more. So I will agree with you that Caden Murdoch can move on. All right. So Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade are moving on. And now we have our second semifinal tag team match. Mm-hmm. And that is going to be between the Midnight Express of Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton against Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Okay, so is this Cody and Dustin or is this Gold Dust and Stardust? No, it's very it's definitely Cody and Dustin as they are in AEW. Okay. Um I gotta go the Midnight Express very easily here. That yeah. is despite the fact that the Rhodes are brothers and have worked together in the past and have good chemistry with each other. If we're talking current version, you've got an over the hill Dustin who can still put on a good match. You can still wrestle, can still put on a good match, but he's, he's over the hill. Uh, and you got a Cody that is just, again, I have been watching the current product too much. I've been reading up things and he just seems like his brain is elsewhere. He's got the reality show. He's, he's the judge on this game show. He seems to come in and leave and come in and leave. And the Midnight Express, in my opinion, is 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 the best tag team of all time. My favorite tag team of all time, the, late, the Lane Eaton version. Um, just great chemistry. And we were talking those guys in their absolute prime and focused. Uh, I think this could be a really good match. I think this is an excellent match. And I think it's a long match, but I like the Express. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, and I do think that this would be a great match. Uh, you know, in all seriousness, this would be a match that I would love to watch uh, mm-hmm. because I think that all the styles would mesh really well. And and to comment on Cody Rhodes, that's kind of like almost part of his character at this point, the whole that his mind is elsewhere thing, uh, which leads into like the whole Arn Anderson, you know, Glock pep talk and all that kind of stuff that we've yeah. seen on TV recently, but yes, I, I think this would be a competitive match, but the Midnight Express are one of the most, you know, well-known and best gelled tag teams that there is. So they will be moving on. And that means that Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade will face the Midnight Express in our main event. So we'll get there. Okay. And, uh, that means that the next match Leonard is a women's triple threat. Number one contender match. Okay. And to, it's actually you're only generating two names leonard because in our previous fever dreams match we had a fatal four-way which prime mickey james won so she is one of the members of this triple threat match so leonard who are the other two that she'll be facing mickey james will be squaring off with uh brit baker and alundra blaze so that would be the wwf version of medusa Wow, that is 
a really, really tough match to declare a winner in. Um, you know, let, let's just talk it out here then. So okay. Alundra Blaze, uh, you know, is a very well-known and, you know, female talent. And this was her name in WWF. Um, she was also Medusa, obviously. And uh, I think, you know, she was a female talent when there was hardly anybody else to work with, except for some mm -hmm. of the women in Japan. Um, you know, as great as she was, I do think compared to some of the talent today, she was a little rough around the edges um, compared to how versatile some of the talent if, are today. Um, so that would mean it would be prime Mickey James against Britt Baker to, and like those two to me are so evenly matched. It's, it's tough. It's tough. Like, I guess part of me wants to give the edge to Mickey James simply because it is prime Mickey James and she has more of a legacy and Britt Baker is still carving her legacy. So a very slight edge to Mickey James here for me. Um, I agree with a lot of what you said. You know, for Alundra Blaze, AKA Medusa, I think the Blaze version was her at her absolute peak, at, at her absolute prime. And again, she had to, they had to import talent from Japan right, for her to have some competitive matches. Uh, but I, I think those were good matches. If, if we had a real time machine and could go get Alundra Blaze and bring her to today, I think you would have some amazing matches. And some yeah. of those rough edges that you mentioned, I think, are because she did not have the talent to work with to work those edges out. I mean, if you can just imagine her having a year's worth of matches with, say, the likes of Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler and, and, and all these women that, say, WWE has now how good she would be. Oh, yeah. After working with no, that you're right. You're right about that. So, but that's a what if scenario. Yeah. Um, so again, Britt Baker versus Mickey James. And you're right. You know, Britt Baker is maybe not even in her prime right now. She could still have a prime to come. She has been, I think, one of the best female wrestlers uh, and underrated female wrestlers within the past year or so. I watched AEW when it first started. And when she first turned heel, she was awful. And but she has developed. She's a great heel now, a great worker. Um, but again, Mickey James in her prime, like you said, she's got more of a legacy. And I think James, while Britt Baker, I think has a ceiling she hasn't reached yet. Mick, we know what Mickey James's ceiling was, and that was a really, really high ceiling. She probably was not used to her fullest potential when she was probably at her highest point as a wrestler, even though she got a tremendous push while in TNA. So right. I would agree with you, and I would say it is close. Now, if we talk this two to three years from now, this could be a lot different. This could be Baker easy, but I'm going to go Mickey James right now with you. Yep, so that means that on a future episode, it will be Mickey James versus whoever our female champion is at that time, mm -hmm. uh, which will be exciting. So, yeah, I mean, and also hats off to Mickey James, who's still winning titles out there right now. So um, our next match is a fatal four way with the men, also a number one contenders match. And also from a previous episode, Leonard and I differed on a match featuring RVD and the big boss man. 
Um, we each voted for, I believe that was a triple threat match. And oh, it was with Ric Flair. Current, it was final run WWE Ric Flair was a part yes, of it. Yes. And neither of us <laughs> voted for him, but uh, one of us voted for RVD and uh, one of us voted for Big Boss Man. So mm-hmm. here they are in a Fatal 4-Way number one contenders match. And so it'll be RVD versus Big Boss Man versus Jeff Hardy, the drugged out TNA version. Oh, versus the heel version of Owen Hart. So. Is, is this Slammy Award winning Owen Hart? I, you know, I didn't like specify various heel versions of characters. So if you want it to be that version, I fully support it. It's a slight difference, but I just love him walking around with the, with the two Slammies. I, yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh man, this, this is this is pretty good. I'm gonna say that it so it's RVD and Big Boss Man from before. Yeah. Versus Hugh Owen versus drugged out Jeff Hardy. I should note that it's the WWE version of RVD. Not that that matters. He was pretty much the same all throughout his career, but still. More or less. More or less. Um, you know, if this was. I don't know what you. I don't even if it's if straight version Jeff Hardy is even is even possible. Like <laughs> sober well, with it, Jeff Hardy. There's a version of uh, that on there. I I I, oh, forget, okay. I forget what I labeled that one as, but uh, yeah, this one needed to be set apart. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Bossman I think sticks out here like a sore thumb. Not that he was not a good worker for his size, but he wasn't the the style yes. worker that the other three guys. Uh, that we have here are so I would say that something would happen to take Boss Man out. Probably Jeff drunk, drugged out, strung out. However you want to term it, Jeff. Oh, Hardy you know what I forgot, probably... Leonard? Well, I forgot. Uh, this is kind of like a twist in this because in our original list, I did say that this was a gimmick match. Now, oh, sorry. I don't know that this is going to matter much because yeah. the gimmick that came up was a taped fist match. Oh, take it. No, you know, that helps boss man a little bit, I think, because <laughs> yeah, it he, might, yeah. he has the most, you know, power of the punch, I would say. That's true. Of all these guys. But what I was about ready to say was I could see Jeff Hardy screwing up something and taking <laughs> out boss man. Like trying to do like a like a Rana or a, or a flying head scissors and just like sending boss so man to the floor. You inversion him like, if, if he screws up, you inversion big boss man being the per- the victim of it. The victim of it, yes, yes, <laughs> to, to kind of to because again, as being the 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 bigger guy, he may not be able to roll with the, the punches as it were as well as one of the smaller guys. So I, I so I would say this comes down to me to WWE version R, RVD versus heel Owen Hart. That would have been, I think, a fantastic match if we ever could have saw it. You know, both these guys are are just good workers. Um, Owen, I think, is is a technical worker. That could do aerial stuff. RVD, I think, is an aerial worker that could do tech stuff when pushed, which a guy like Owen Hart would do. So I'm going to say Owen Hart, based on the fact that he, I think, is the best worker in the match and could adapt well to everyone else's style, including uh, drugged out of his mind, screwing up everything left and right, Jeff Hardy. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I think we both had the same sort of uh, mindset in that uh, drugged out Jeff Hardy does screw up something uh, Mm. for someone in this match. Now, who that could be, it could be anybody, really. Um, I do think that 
I, I don't know. If this match were actually to exist, I envision Big Boss Man getting into it with somebody on the outside and losing track maybe of what's going on in the ring. Um, so I agree with you. I think Owen Hart would win this and not maybe he is the best worker in the match, but maybe not because of that. I envision this being like a quick roll up or even a small package type victory before the other guys know what's going on. So I, it could be him rolling up drugged out Jeff Hardy, or maybe the ref similar to the way Eric Bischoff did in that match against sting. Maybe uh, Mm -hmm. the ref goes over to Jeff Hardy and says, roll up for the win. Like, like, you never know. Maybe that could happen. But I do I do think that Owen Hart would win uh, this. So he will be our number one contender in a future episode. Can't wait for it. Absolutely. So let's see here. Our next match is for the unified Galaxy All-Weight Women's Championship. Our champion is Shayna Baszler. She defeated Ronda Rousey. So Shayna Baszler will be facing for the Women's Galaxy All-Weight Championship. She'll be facing Beth Phoenix. Okay. One-on-one. And in this match, we will have two run-ins of fictional wrestling characters. And Mm -hmm. Leonard, you can decide who runs in for who. But we will have Nacho from Nacho Libre. Mm-hmm. And we will have Jimmy King from Ready to Rumble running okay. in. So who emerges the victor here? Okay, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that uh, Jimmy King is with Beth Phoenix, and that Nacho Libre is with uh, Shayna Baszler. Fair enough. That just that just seems to to fit better to me, and I don't know why. It just kind of does. So first of all, we would have to say, does the run ins help any? And I'm going to say, actually, no, I don't think they necessarily do. <laughs> Nacho Libre is going to run in and probably trip over his own feet and do nothing. And Jimmy King is probably like, I can see him like maybe hitting Baszler and then she like no sells it. So I, I don't I don't see either of them helping at all. Um, so with that out of it, so that's moot. We got Baszler versus Phoenix. I love Beth Phoenix. Again, she came maybe a few years too early. You know, she was around today, especially with her size and her strength. Uh, I saw Beth Phoenix live once at a show. And um, even from where we were sitting, seeing her in the ring, she is a mammoth woman. She is huge. I don't think TV does her justice. Um, Baszler, I think, is probably the, the better worker because of, of her background um i think she would employ a ground and pound strategy here i think she's like i need to get beth off her feet i can't let her use her strength against me so i think the baszler by having the better game plan wins but it's a good match yeah this would be a good match and uh, i definitely think that beth phoenix with her her size and strength would be a a formidable opponent for somebody like Shayna Baszler. But uh, I think that Shayna Baszler's skill set is too ingrained for Beth Phoenix to be able to beat. So I definitely think Shayna retains here. So that means she continues her reign as, as our female champion. So Mm -hmm. our next match 
is a six pack challenge, Leonard, for mm-hmm. the nitty gritty galaxy all weight unified championship. So named our, our great belt, which Leonard loves. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to pick two names and Leonard is going to pick two names because mm-hmm. our champion is the DX version of Shawn Michaels. And another person in this match is the rookie version of Kurt Angle. Uh, in our last show, we had Leonard and I created two dream matches of our own choosing, and uh, it ended up being rookie Kurt Angle versus Kane, and Kurt Angle was the victor. So he moved on to this, mm-hmm. and instead of it being a one-on-one, we decided to make it a six-pack challenge. So it will be DX Shawn Michaels versus rookie Kurt Angle versus the TNA version of Rob Van Dam versus... Sean Michaels, the no hair version. Okay. Versus Leonard Picks. It gets weirder from there. Versus Matt Matt Hardy, the angry at Lita and Edge version. So he's just (laughs) mad at Lita and Edge. And versus the TNA version of Kurt Angle. Oh, man. (laughs) Not rigged, people. Not rigged. You know what? I, I know I know right away who I'm picking, and I know that we're not going to agree on this. Okay. I just know it. I, I think that, uh, you know, one of the best versions of Shawn Michaels is the DX version, yes. which is why he's the champion. Um, the rookie, Kurt Angle, is, you know, very – is green, but he obviously had a really good natural skill set with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think rookie Kurt Angle wins this. Um now you have the TNA version of RVD, who, in my opinion, was past his prime. Yes. So I, I, although they pushed RVD and TNA heavily, um, I think that he would be a good contender in this. Um, the no hair version of Shawn Michaels doesn't even know what's going on. Uh, I don't. I, I just envision him aimlessly wandering around the ring, bumping. Uh, I like. I just. Yeah. I just. I like, want, he hasn't done many I matches. Who that guy who kind of looks like him on the other side of the ring is? Who the hell is that guy? Yeah. So um, then we have uh, Matt Hardy, angry at Lita and Edge. And if he's angry at Lita and Edge, or Lita, yeah, Lita and Edge, then I think he's pretty, his mind is preoccupied. Right. He's not in this. And he might, he might do something on the outside to get himself distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think really this comes down to DX Shawn Michaels versus CNA Kurt Angle, which uh, some people think that Kurt Angle had his best matches in TNA. And I think that there is a strong argument to be made for that. And I, I think, I think that Kurt Angle becomes our new champion here. Well, the T, the TNA version of, of TNA Kurt version of, of, of Kurt Angle, I think can get the better of Shawn Michaels, but uh, I think it's close though. So you, you know, we, I was going to ask you who you thought would win between rookie Kurt Angle and TNA version Kurt Angle. You would obviously take TNA version. Kurt. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Um, here's the, I think the, the conception is that TNA version Kurt Angle was past his prime. That was certainly an angle that had he had left WF because of numerous energies. Yeah. 
But yes, he had excellent matches. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he had excellent opponents. Like his matches with Samoa Joe were absolutely excellent. I agree with you. That's going to come down to TNA version of Kurt Angle and to DX Shawn Michaels. I think that's a really good match. Um, but while you put Angle by a hair, I still have to stick with Shawn Michaels by a hair. Again, not only do you have the probably the best version of Shawn Michaels as far as not only being a worker and a promo, but a backstage politicker. And, and I think it's going to take a lot. And we said this before. We said it was AWA Hogan. It's going to take a lot right. to get that belt off of, off of him. So I know when this happens, and I don't think we, we, we don't have a tiebreaker on speed dial yet. We talked about that last time and we didn't do that. Right. So I would say that the next uh, show that we do, it should be a one-on-one between TNA version Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. And I think there should definitely be um, a stipulation involved of some sort. And I'm not sure what else we could do to maybe edge it. Maybe we give a managers or a run-in of some sort. But that would be mine. I think we differ here only slightly. Yeah. So let's mix it up a little bit next time around and see what might happen. All right. No, I I think that that sounds like a plan. Uh, and we gotta maybe we'll have two title matches because we got to incorporate uh, heel Owen Hart into that card somehow. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's we all right. Could... We could have him face the winner or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. We could make it. We could make it much like WrestleMania. Hey, you know what? We should do it like WrestleMania ten. Owen gets another opponent earlier in the night yeah. and then he faces the winner at the end of the night of angle versus Mike. There you go. That's what we're going to do. There you go. I hope well, you wrote that down because I'm not going to remember it. That's all right. We'll remember it. And, uh, so yeah, we, we have, uh, no winner here, but, uh, you know what? I think that that would mean that, uh, DX version of Shawn Michaels by default still has the belt. So yes, he, 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 he would. I, so, you know, whatever, it could be a time limit draw, it could be a DQ, a count out, even though it's a six-pack challenge. Yeah, something funky happens. Yeah, Maybe the, light, it's a dusty the lights finish. go out or something. Let's say it's a dusty finish. Yeah. And he, he keeps the belt, leading to the needed rematch. All right. So our uh, next match is first here. We have done tag teams, but we have never done stables versus stables. So this mm-hmm. is a one-on-one match. Uh, one stable versus another stable. And while Leonard is generating who those stables are, I will explain the match, which is a cluster fuck of chaos if there ever was okay. one. So it is a triple war games match, which means, yes, mm-hmm. you've heard of a triple cage match. This is a triple war games match with two rings on top of two, you know, with a cage around it. And then there's two more tiers of cages and platforms on top of that. So you have three tiers, Leonard. Are you paying attention? Because this gets confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please explain to me. I, I'm, I'm looking up to see who is in these individual stables. Oh, okay. So while Leonard's doing that, I'll explain. Do that. I'm, 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 I'm listening. I'm listening. I'll explain the rules here. So the goal of this match is that certain members of the stables start at the bottom and certain members of the stables start at the top. So the goal of this match is that somebody needs to be pinned on the bottom and somebody needs to get the trophy that's hanging from the ladder on top of the triple tiered war games cages. <laughs> so, okay. So are, you, are you following that? Leonard? Yes. All yes. right. So the, there's a ladder on top and then the third tier, because this is autumn assault Leonard, it's going to be mm-hmm. in the third tier. We have leaves, 
trash cans, rakes, and leaf blowers in the third tier. So they can use those things. The second tier, we have, uh, you know, a trampoline, chairs, and tables on the second tier. And uh, on the bottom tier, we have barbed wire ropes, thumbtacks, light tubes, and canes. Okay. <laughs> so You got all that? I, I got it enough. So somebody so needs I... to get the trophy on top, and somebody needs to be pinned on the bottom. And gotcha. you tell us, you tell us who it's going to be between. All right. So, so how many people are in this? Well, I mean, if it's like a stable of three, then it would have to be three people from the other stable as well. Okay. So, here, here, I'm, I'm gonna tell you who's in this. So, stable one is the Nexus. Okay. So, I'm gonna say that the that the members are uh, Wade Barrett. David Atunga, Justin Gabriel, Heath Slaver, Michael Tarver. So that's five. So th those are the first five listed here. So I'm going to go okay. with those five guys. They are facing the oddities. <laughs> so that would be Golga, Giant Silva, Luna Vachon, Kurrigan, and... Um, you know what the the insane clown posse so that's six <laughs> and then i'm gonna go back i'm gonna add skip sheffield <laughs> uh aka uh ryback to yeah right right back skip sheffield correct yep yeah so skip sheffield is added in there so it's gonna be six on six all right it's a six on six triple war games match leonard and yes. I know you've memorized what's in each tier. So exactly. I know. So you got to tell me who you think would win this. Well, I think the craziness of this with all the weapons and all the multi-tier cages and you have to pin someone and grab a trophy and all this, the lunacy, I think, favors the odysseys because they're friggin' crazy. <laughs> At the same time, the only person that you have on the oddities that could get to the third tier and capture the trophy is probably Luna Vachon. Yeah, that's true. Where with the Nexus, you've got a really nice mix of young talent, um, you know, strong guys, speedy guys. I think that the, if this was just like, say, like a, like a monster's ball cage match where it's just like weapons and crap in a cage, I would go with the oddities. But given the multi-tiered nature of this, yeah, with the fact that you have to make a pinfall, you have to get a trophy, you have to climb up different cages, that favors the Nexus to me. Because I think that you just send, say, your quickest member here is probably Justin Gabriel. I send Gabriel up top. I use my bigger guys like Wade, Wade Barrett and David Atunga. You know, on the bottom, I may put my middle guys, Tarver and Otunga, in the middle cage with the weapons. I think they're just more well-balanced. I'm going with the Nexus. Yeah, and are we in agreement that Heath Slater and Luna Vachon would be perfect opponents for each other? Um, yes, I think that would be they'd be uh, amazing. I think that would yeah. be a I think that would actually be a good match because I think that they would work with each other, and I think they would both sell for each other. Yeah. And I, you know, this was, yeah, this was just a crazy daydream type thing that I, I thought up. I was like, you know, if it's called autumn assault, we got to have one of the tiers be autumn themed. 
So, yeah. uh, you know, I, this would just be a crazy match to watch. And who knows if it would be any good, similar to the, um, you know, uncensored Dungeon of Doom match where they tried to end Hulkamania back in the yes. day. Um, but anyway, I agree with you. I think Nexus would win here. Uh, the oddities are just too, like you had Golga, which was way past his prime earthquake. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, um, Kurgan, like, I, I, I always thought that they could have done something else with Kurgan, but, uh, you know, he, he was big and imposing, but I just don't think there's enough rounded, well-rounded people on the oddities to win this. And if you have the insane clown posse, there's no way I'm going to pick you to win. So right. I would definitely have the Nexus win this crazy match. Now, now just for completion's sake, uh, the Jackal was also listed, but he was a manager for the Oddities, so that's why right. I didn't mention him. Sable was also involved in the Oddities at one point, and I believe there was also a, 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 a I don't think it was one-off, it was maybe a brief George Animal Steel was part of the Oddities as well oh. at one point. I do just vaguely to, remember that. Just to mention that, and then uh, talking to the Nexus, if we had kept going, the, uh, the next two, the only two other original members was Darren Young and Daniel Bryan. And then I don't remember this, but apparently John Cena was with him for a while. Looks like a very brief period. I, and I, then, I do not remember that. No. And then uh, Michael McGillicuddy, Husky Harris, Mason Ryan, and CM Punk. So, but I went with like the original members and as listed on Wikipedia from, I just went down from there. I think that was based on joint joining date. So, yeah. so well, there you go. Well, that means we have our main event, and mm -hmm. it is the finals of our tag team tournament, which, mm -hmm. if you recall, has Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade going against the Midnight Express of Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton, and we have a guest commissioner here who comes out, and Leonard, you look like you want to say something. I want to say something here. I, I want you to generate the commissioner. I want to generate the team because I've already generated the team. Okay. I generated a team as well. And once you hear the oh. team that I, that I generated, you're going to regret, <laughs> but that's all right. Okay, you we go, can use yours. That's all right. You go with yours because the guest commissioner is precious Paul Ellering. Okay. That's a good one. And he has announced that there will be a third team in the finals. So it'll be a triple threat tag team match. Uh, the midnight express versus Trevor Murdoch and Lance Cade versus the team that Leonard has generated. Okay. And then you're going to tell me yours? Sure. All right. I generated the Mega Powers. Wow. <laughs> so that's Randy Savage and Hulk Hogan uh, circa 1988. Well, you know what? Let's make it a fatal four-way then. Go for it. The team that I had generated randomly was the Legion of Doom. With Paul Ellering as a commissioner. See, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, this is uh, about as easy as it gets. To me, anyway. Mm -hmm. um, now, let's, if we break it down in reality, somebody could argue on the contrary or what I'm going to say. But, uh, you know, as good as, like, the Midnight Express are like one of the greatest teams but when they have some of these other teams against them i just don't see it happening for them although i think they could give it the good old college try uh trevor murdoch and lance cade are lost in the wind here and then you have the legion of doom 
who are one of the most legendary tag teams. And then you have the Mega Powers, which incorporate two icons of wrestling in Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Now, if somebody wanted to be contrary, they could say, well, you know, the Mega Powers were dysfunctional and this, that, and the other. And maybe they weren't as good a tag team as Midnight Express and Legion of Doom. I say pish-tosh to that. <laughs> so I, I can't see a universe where Hogan and Savage don't win this. I just can't. You know, for, uh, for a minute there, I thought you were going to go with the LOD. Um, if this was Midnight Express versus Katie Murdoch, that's an easy win for Midnight Express. Yeah. Midnight Express have fought the Legion of Doom in the past. I would have to look up specific matches. Do they have wins over them? I would have to see. But it's conceivable. When you throw in the Mega Powers, and again, this is Savage and Hogan, and I do agree that you can argue that they were dysfunctional, they had issues, they weren't a team for that long, they were never a cohesive team, but you have two of the most iconic wrestlers in an iconic partnership that even casual fans would remember existed at this point. The Mega Powers versus Legion of Doom in like 888, that's a hell of a match. You sell the yeah. universe with that. Aliens are coming to Earth to watch LOD. Absolutely. Absolutely. That would be, that would main event a WrestleMania easy. Easy. Even though Vince hates tag matches, he, right. he I mean, you couldn't, it's a license of print money. So I, I actually, I, I'm kind of sorry. It's not just them head to head, but we have these other teams involved. Midnight Express would be doing all the bumping. Midnight Express would make <laughs> everybody else look like a, like a billion dollars here. So, but yeah, and, I got to agree with get, you. gets knocked out in the first two minutes. Yes, yes. Most, most like he's gonna have a concussion. The, the hawk's gonna drop him on his head. That's what's gonna happen. So with the doomsday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if 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 it had just been LOD, I would have went with LOD, even though I could made an argument for the Midnight Express. But aren't you glad now that I wanted to shoehorn in there with the Mega Powers? Absolutely. I think our first ever tag team champions are the Mega Powers. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I mean it doesn't get better than that, and I don't know, I don't know who would be able to beat them, but uh, it, it it'll be interesting to see what happens um, with our tag division in the future, which um, yes, everybody's waiting on bated breath to find mm -hmm. out. So I don't know when we're going to do another one, um, but uh, we will definitely do another one soon because this was a big one. It was our tenth, and right, uh, we have fun doing it, and uh, it's gotten incredibly detailed now, Leonard. We've uh, Definitely we've got storylines. <laughs> yeah, we've got we've got like progressing storylines. I don't. I hope you're making notes because I don't remember anything, any of these storylines. I had to revisit the previous episode notes. to remember what happened, but I yes. did remember that we had stuff that was going to carry over. So mm -hmm. I was like, okay, let me go and revisit that other episode just to see who we had carry over. And I'm glad I did because there were a lot of notes that I had to make. <laughs> Good, good that you did. Yeah. Just before we, we go off, I would like to say that I've got the uh, gimmick match list here. And I just noticed at the end of the gimmick match list, I believe you put this in alphabetic order, perhaps. It says, who does Vince Russo hate more match and who does Jim Cornette hate more match? What match is that? What's, what's the gimmick there? I don't even know. I added those today. Um, just to be funny, although some of the ones that you created are in there, too. A triple Singapore cane. And uh, throw eighteen chairs at a guy match. <laughs> is 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 Octa Frank on the on the wrestler list? I'm pretty sure he's he's in there somewhere. He, I'm, I forget if he's on the fictional list or the regular list, but he's in there. Jimmy, somewhere. Jimmy Swordfish and Octa Frank. <laughs> yeah. 
they would they would beat the mega powers i think <laughs> i think i think they would it would be it would be a squash and be embarrassing <laughs> it would be a squash yeah oh man we've uh, gone off the rails i think i think we have i, I think if, if anyone's still listening they're regretting it by now <laughs> all right well let us know what you think of uh, these matches and who you think would win and uh we thank you very much for joining us we will see you next week my name is chad this is leonard and alexa will see you out